It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Wood to Kawajri. Knocked him over at Leeds with a thunderbolt. Arrives and delivers and Kawaja plays with soft hands through the court and that'll be four, that'll be his 50 as well. Outside edge of the bat, but no one at third slip. Went to the turf anyway. And Usman Kawaja, who's enjoyed so much success over the last six weeks. Only fitting that he gets a chance to raise his bat again. The job nowhere near done, but that's the 39th time in test cricket he's reached 50. Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio and don't forget to shop winter at TKD. We are, as always, brought to you by Isuzu Utes and you can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. Well, there's a bit done and there's still a lot more to do for the Aussies at the Oval in London tonight. They uh, will resume at none for 135. They've got 249 more to get to tell us who he thinks is going to win. Tristan Lavalette joins us. Tristan, welcome to the show. Morning, Duff. How's it going? Very well, thank you, mate. What do you think? Win, lose or draw? I think it's all set up for David Warner to put egg in our faces, score a century and guide Australia to an Ashes victory and play bat on forever and keep playing for many more years. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Play, think, play uh, until he's 50. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, no, but I think it's, yeah, it's, it's very well poised. I mean, what happened yesterday, a little bit unexpected, really. Australia's revival, they looked pretty well shot after day three. Uh, but Warner and Kawaja, to their credit, but it's a... We might have lost Tristan there. Yeah, David Warner's an interesting one. We'll try and get Tristan back on the line for you uh, uh, fairly directly. But... Um, as I said on the show last week, if they keep picking David Warner, he will sooner or later make runs. But it's a case of uh, even blind squirrels find acorns. He's uh, This is his fourth 50 in 31 digs, and uh, he's 36 years old. So maybe time, but hopefully he's got one more big one in him for Australia. Tristan, back back with us. I'm back. A bit of a dodgy line. Hopefully it uh, holds through. But, uh, no, I think it's it's very well poised, um, the final day, and this is what we've wanted, the, the series to go right down to the to the wire. And I think it's extremely uh, well poised. I mean, hopefully there won't be any more rain around in London on the final day, which there is, unfortunately, a little bit of a, a forecast. But I think uh, all the listeners should be starting to make some excuses for their for their boss because it's going to be a very late finish tonight, I think. So I think tomorrow might be a very difficult day to uh, to go to work. So how did the Aussies look at bat? Were were they shaky or did you feel like they were pretty confident and the pitch is still playing pretty well? No, I think they looked um, really, really good, actually. The, the pitch was um, playing very well. And that's the thing about this series and playing in England, which is has made for such a seesaw contest, has been... The conditions change so wickedly over even a course of a day. And we saw Australia yesterday have the better of the conditions. It was pretty flat, really, uh, with the sort of overcast conditions a bit greasy. The ball didn't really reverse swing, which is England's strength. So, um, yeah, I thought Australia looked uh, really in command. And Warner, to his credit, looked like he had 
sort of recaptured the, the Warner of old. He, he looked really fluent and we've seen him make starts throughout the series without being able to cash in. But yesterday he he really got that confidence back and was was very um, much more decisive than than previously. And he seemed like throughout the series has been caught in two minds whether to attack or defend and and he's he's sort of fallen um, because of that. But I thought he looked a lot more settled and Kawaja's just played... Um, he's, he looked really good, again, throughout the series, but I felt like towards the back end of this series, Kawaja has started to probably defend a little bit too too much and I thought he found that balance a lot better in terms of um, looking to score, but he looked very solid in defence. So, look, it's it's all to play for in, on this final day, and I think uh, Australia's batting has been very patchy throughout the series. Every batter has made a contribution, but they haven't fired collectively, and this is their opportunity to on the final day. There's a lot riding on it. Legacies for the Australian team. It's an ageing Australian team, as we t- touched on last week, and uh, I think whether this team was remembered as a a very good team or potentially a great team pretty much is riding on what happens today. So I think um, Australia have put themselves in a, a winning position, So, which you probably wouldn't have said that two days ago because they look like they're running on fumes. They were able to run through the um, England tail a little bit, weren't they, which helped them limit the, the, the damage on the scoreboard, if you like. Who are the best of our bowlers, do you think, that, that, that kept us in this game? Yeah, it's been really interesting because there's been periods where you just felt like England were totally dominating the series, but you look at the scoreboard and they just sort of let slip opportunities of um, of dominance and that happened on day three where you would have sworn that England's lead was, was far greater, but Australia just kept chipping away and 380 wasn't such a bad result. It felt more like England had a lead of 480 given how easily they were uh, scoring, but I think Mitchell Stark has been by far Australia's best quick uh, since coming into the side in the second test. Um, there have been periods where typical uh, Stark fashion has been a bit uh, loose, but he just has that ability to bowl uh, incredible deliveries. We saw him uh, dismiss Ben Stokes in the, the first innings of just an absolute uh, incredible uh, delivery. So um, I think he's been quite clearly the particular bowlers. I was pretty impressed with Todd Murphy, how he was able to um, show something uh, late there on day three and um, under a lot of pressure. I mean, England obviously going to go for him and I thought he uh, continued his good start to test cricket, which he showed in in India. This is completely different conditions, but I think Australia's uh, future looks bright whenever Nathan Lyon uh, decides to retire. So uh, I thought he was quite Impressive. Um, you know, Pat Cummins, I thought he's really looked pretty tired towards the back end of the series. Obviously, playing uh, you know, six tests in uh, about seven weeks, it's been a, a huge burden for him, and you add in the captaincy. So uh, I think he's looked really tired, and, and uh, Australia, as a result, have struggled a bit towards the back end of the series, but they've managed to hang, hang in there, and all of a sudden they've actually got a, a chance at a, a very unlikely. Uh, victory, and if they can win 3-1, all of a sudden that's a really defining uh, series victory for Australian cricket and ends this uh, 22-year drought in the UK. So it's all to play for today. 
Yeah, a lot of bragging rights on the line. I mean, let's face it. I mean, England already think they've won the series 5-0. It's just a, the, the scoreboard's just a sort of like a an inconvenient uh, uh, technicality of it all. But anyway, it'd be lovely to get them 3-1. How would this rate as a victory for the Aussies if we were able to, to, to get there, do you think, Tristan? I mean, it's a big run chase, isn't it? Yeah, well, just on your, your point earlier, I mean, it would be uh, quite hilarious if England are pushing the victory and uh, rain uh, threatens their... Uh, their cause again, so there's always that. Uh, or if we're pushing for well. victory and rain interrupts our cause, yeah. and uh, and the palms use it as a um, oh no no that's all right that's just the weather. What what um what <laughs> is the weather doing by the way? It's uh, there is forecast for rain, so I don't think it's meant to be quite as bad as as yesterday, but there is forecast for rain. So who knows in the, the UK. So it's definitely uh, on the cards. So all these possibilities could well and truly happen. But no, I think um, an Australian victory would it'd be right up there. I mean, to win 3-1 uh, in England against a pretty good England team is certainly a, a crowning achievement for this group of players. Um, I mean, Ricky Ponning, Michael Clark as captains, they never were able to... To win uh, a ser- test series in the UK, you think of all the great players um, in the last 20 years who never tasted a series victory over there. So this would be certainly, uh, would, would cap a really strong couple of years for uh, Australia under Pat Cummins. I think this is probably the strongest team Australia have had since uh, sort of the glory years ended in the, the late 2000s. It's been patchy uh, since then, the last probably 14, 15 years, Australia's been up and down, but the last couple of years have been a lot more uh, pretty stable and they've had some fine results, but I think if they come back 2-2, they'll be pretty bitterly disappointed, really, so especially having led 2-0 um, to start the series, they wouldn't want a repeat of four years ago, which was 2-2 as well, so uh, a lot of different circumstances this time around, so no, I think there's 3-1 would be a pretty fitting uh, result for Australia. It feels like perhaps maybe uh, 2-2, perhaps a little bit fairer a result. It seems like there hasn't been much between uh, the teams, but I think Australia would be pushing for just one last effort, and if that batting can collectively click today, they've got a good chance, but the batting has been quite patchy throughout, so there's not... I would still think England's probably the favourites, but I've got a feeling it's going to go deep into the final day. Yeah, I get the feeling runs on the board's pretty important. I think someone's going to have to get 100, and probably not just 100, but a but a substantial 100, someone, something like 130, and probably Kawaja is as well-placed to do that as anyone, isn't yeah. he? Um, who's the key bowler, do you think, for them? Well, I think it's um, Mark Wood, but strangely, he was held back. He, he didn't come on until well into Australia's innings and he looks quite sore. There was doubt on whether he was going to play in, in this test match. He didn't play the, the second test match because of, uh, he hadn't played much uh, red ball cricket for some, for some time and there was concerns whether he could get through test matches since his inclusion in the third test. He's really been a difference maker for England. Just his pace and ability to shake up the batting order has, has really flipped the series. But he uh, he barely bowled yesterday, and, and when he did bowl, he was threatening. So I think he'll be the key if he can, uh, if he can uh, bowl more. But if he can't, then England look really shorthanded um, in their attack. I mean, Moen Ali as well, he's got a bit of a hip 
niggle and there's obviously he's got some uh, had some concerns with his fingers throughout the series so whether he's fit or and or good enough to bowl England to, to victory is a is a, another key because it did start turning yesterday a little bit so um but I'm not sure whether he's quite up to the task of bowling England to victory so um it might come down to Stuart Broad whether he's got a bit like David Warner does he have one last uh piece of uh, sort of magic left in, in his career because uh, we've seen Stuart Broad over the years just have one burst where he can completely change a test match and and uh, get four or five wickets very quickly. But like you said earlier, I just feel like if England can get one or two early wickets, it could fall down pretty quickly. So I think this opening partnership is going to be key. And, and I agree with you. I think Kawaja is the, the rock of the team and he scored the most runs this series. He's He's uh, faced by far the most balls. I think he's faced now, I think it's 46 uh, most uh, deliveries by a batter in in test history for a series. So it's been an incredible effort. Um, But I just feel like I've got a very funny feeling this series is going to end in dramatic fashion. And I've got a sneaky feeling it could be a little bit like Birmingham. It could be uh, something very dramatic happens at the end. How will we remember Stuart Broad? Great competitor, always a bit of an antagonist. How will we remember him? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of Australian fans will remember him for the uh, decision not to walk 10 years ago when he edged his slip. But uh, no, he's he's a, an all-time great with his, just like I said, his ability to bowl match-winning spells. He can change the course of a, a match within a few overs. The 8 for 15, of course, one of the all-time great uh, bowling spells. Not so good for Australia, but he was unbelievable. When he's on, he's probably not too many better uh, bowlers. Uh, his longevity speaks for itself. And, yeah, the, the, the way he can sort of, uh, you know, he, he likes to prod a little bit and and uh, say some provocative things in the media. I think he's but he's a calculated guy. He's, he's a pretty switched-on uh, character, so I think he exactly knows what he's doing. So some ways he feels a lot like a, a bit of an Australian cricketer. He, he plays pretty tough and, and passionate cricketer and he, he likes the banter. And I think deep down uh, Australians, uh, while they, they do see him as a, a bit of a, a villain, but I think they do respect him. One word, Tristan, who wins? Australia. Oh, an optimist. Love optimism. Tristan Lavalette, uh, thanks for joining us on the show, mate. We hope sincerely that you are right. A lot of bragging rights up for grabs tonight at the Oval. No worries. We'll see how it goes. Tristan Lavalette uh, joining us on the show. What do you think? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. You can call us on the open line on 13 12 55. We'll take a break. After the news... We're going to be talking to AFL great Corey McKernan about his career and about his new foundation, Walk With Me. This is Mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA.